When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is Tuesday afternoon. Solo guy here live on YouTube if you're watching it live or um, hopefully Tito's time wherever you are in the world. If you're not or if you are, I saw in the comments somebody's got class coming up. So that's a different life they're living. But uh, wherever you are, great to have you. If you're watching on the YouTube, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. If you are listening on the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast feed, you can um, leave us a review. Apple Podcasts, five stars. Check it out there. I just got back from uh, Santa Clara. I was just in Niners practice today. So I'm going to give you some uh, guy football focus grades and uh, jump into that. Plus a few other notes from around the league. Um, something I'm looking forward to on the college football schedule and a big piece of uh, the future. I got a big future prediction here for college football. I'll get on, get to uh, a little later, but I want to start with, uh, with just diving into what happened on Tuesday and then we can uh, jump to some other things. Before I get to anything, just a reminder, whether it's just me, whether John's here, whether you're alone, whether you're at the bar, whether you're hanging out at home, whether you're going a little boy's trip this weekend, whether you're going on a girl's trip this weekend, whether you're going on a date, whether you're not going on a date, whether your date just stood you up, no matter what, Tito's Handmade Vodka. That is the order. Tito's and water with a little lemon. A Tito's and the John Daly. That's the iced tea and lemonade. Or you can just go Tito's and just one of those things on the golf course. Keep it cool. Order it from the uh, from the cart. Sidle up to the bar and say Tito's and soda. That's a great order. Uh, or my personal favorite, a little Tito's and ginger beer. Tito's and ginger beer. Um, I do like the Tito's in the bottle, but they've put them in a. Can. I mean, the uh, ginger beer in the bottle, but put them in a can now at uh, Trader Joe's. But that's good. That's my personal favorite uh, ginger beer. But uh, no matter how you do it, that's how we do it here at Haberman and Middlecoff. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. All right. So let's dive into a few things. And um, for those of you that missed it, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to know how I'm grading the quarterbacks, go check out the Monday morning Guy Football Focus show, GFF. It went up on Monday morning. And I actually show you the grades my in my handwriting for uh Sunday's preseason game against the Raiders. I did it again for practice today and I'll be showing you the grades um on that in just a second. So um yeah we can we can dive into that. But you know I think there's an I, I kind of hinted at it Monday for those on the YouTube for those listening I do think we have the potential of an interesting little dynamic that could develop for the 49ers at quarterback depending on how Brock Purdy plays. And how Sam Darnold plays, depending how Sam Darnold uh, 
you know, depending on what kind of opportunities he gets. Haberman, here's a comment. Haberman is going to say how wonderful Lance looked in practice yet again. Um, I think, uh, I think it's hard to predict what I'm going to say about what happens in practice. Um, because, uh, I just say what happened. So I, you can't attach me to any narrative narrative free since 2023 up in this piece. All right, here we go. Uh, PFF grades, GFF grades, Guy Football Focus, and I'm going to pull up my grades. Today, Brock Purdy was a zero. For those of you who are new to the scale, zero is you do what is asked. You do what most quarterbacks would do. Those are the throws you make. You can go to two on the positive scale. You can go to negative two on the negative scale in increments of five. So you get a plus 0.5. It's a good throw. As an example, the throw that um, Sam Darnold made in the uh, preseason game to Ronnie Bell, if you guys saw that, that was a plus one throw. The interception that Trey Lance threw, that was a minus 1.5 interception in the end zone. And then there's other things uh, just about in between. But let's go through uh, Brock Purdy's day today. It was a zero day. And the reason it was a zero day today is because he made some bad throws and he made some good throws. And he made some regular throws. Sometimes you can have, like Sam Donald's had a lot of zero days in Niners practice just by making zero throws. But um, today, that wasn't the case for Brock. So uh, if, the, if for those of you that are watching, you can see the work. For those of you listening, I'll, uh, I'll just tell you briefly about it. But um, the headlines are that Brock threw what I'd call two turnover-worthy turnover balls. Uh, we try to use the PFF scale just because they've got a big database. He threw one actual interception. He made four plus throws, so two bad throws, four plus throws, and a bunch of zero throws. Zero throws are good. Zero throws are considered, I consider that a good throw. Um, it's just on the money. So you dump it down to Ayuk for seven yards over the middle. You throw it to Juwan Jennings on a tunnel screen. You hit Ty Davis Price in the flat. You get it to um, Ayuk over the middle. You throw a sideline throw to McCaffrey that he doesn't catch. It was incomplete. But it was a very tight window, tough throw. Put it only where you guy can, your guy can get it. That's your zero throws, okay? His interceptions, his interception, a negative one-and-a-half throw for Brock Purdy today was probably a borderline pick six from Talanoa Hufunga. Uh, he was trying to get it to uh, one of the tight ends, Troy Fumagalli. It was a – just to, I'll paint the picture for you. Very shallow route over the middle coming from right to left. So Brock is looking left. He tries to get it to Fumagalli and maybe baiting him a little bit. Hufunga trailing a little bit because certainly Hufunga can run with Fumagalli. So just kind of off his back hip as Brock tries to throw it straight, nothing underneath it, maybe a hair behind, but it was in terms of accuracy, pretty accurate. Uh, but it was a very tight window. It was a low-reward, high-risk throw. Hufunga reaches out with one hand, snags it, and he's gone. So that's a negative 1.5. Um, why is it negative 1.5? Low risk or low reward, high risk, and uh, it's probably points. So negative 1.5 throw for Brock on that. He had another negative one throw. He hit Damador Lenore like in the thigh. It bounced up. Debo made the catch. Good result, bad throw. Um, and then he had four positive plus 0.5 throws, no plus one throws for Purdy today, but some nice rolling out one way, throwing it back the other way. 
uh, stepping up against a blitz to hit Ayuk, hitting McCaffrey over the middle, kind of the hash marks. He leaped, he leapt, but in stride. And um, those were those were good throws for Brock today. All in all, that adds up to a zero day. Um, next up, Trey Lance. Trey Lance had a plus point five day today, and um, here's what happened. Had a nice little sideline throw to Latu. Now, Latu made the catch. Latu made the catch. That's been a question with him. It was a wide-ass open throw. A lot of times, some of these wide-ass open throws, WAOs, are zero throws. But because this was a sideline throw, had to go a long way. Good throw. Behind Latu, that was his negative throw on a slant quick. I wrote Sam Darn two, I wrote a Sam Darnold throw there. So actually it's a zero, it's a zero grade day for Lance. That plus 0.5 sneed throw there, this throw, that belongs to Darnold. Darnold's day today, that means was a uh a plus one today. Um a plus one for Darnold, a uh back shoulder Danny Gray deep ball. That was nice. And then the the Willie Sneed throw. So a good day for Darnold. A good day for uh, Sam Darnold today. And it's part of the reason it's a good day for Darnold is because he's coming off a really good preseason game in which, um, you know, from a Niner perspective, when I, when we, you know, th- there are different conversations. One conversation is could Trey Lance be a starting quarterback in the future? And the other conversation is right now on this team, what does that quarterback battle look like? That's number two spot. And I, I think it'd be hard to argue anything other than Darnold's ahead of him. Uh, and Darnold's the backup quarterback when we kind of hit this checkpoint coming out of that preseason game against the Raiders. Um, so uh, nothing changed in that regard today. That is the um, kind of the news out of the uh, out of the practice. Nothing changed there. Um, but I think in the big picture, and I mentioned this in the live stream on Monday, but I'll say it for the podcast folks and those who missed it here on Tuesday, I do think there is a question about how Brock plays. Remember, Brock is established as the starting quarterback. Why? Because he played really good football in games last year when the games really mattered. And so when the season starts in Pittsburgh, there's going to be a spotlight on him. Uh, He's going to have to continue to play really good games. There are some guys, tier one quarterbacks, maybe even tier two quarterbacks, who uh, get a lot of leash. You are the franchise quarterback. Patrick Mahomes throw, has back-to-back weeks where he throws three touch, uh, three interceptions. Nobody's talking about job security. Brock Purdy's not in that position, and rightfully so. He has earned the position he's in, but he has to keep playing that well to maintain it. And I think what makes it complicated is not Trey Lance at this point. What would potentially make Brock's position complicated is Darnold. Uh, if Darnold's next two preseason games continue on the path that he's on, and again, you know, We'll see what happens with Trey, but if if Sam continues to look like you can trust him, which was the bit right, you think about his fifty five games did not look trustworthy. His one preseason game against guys like a ZZ Hearn, okay, these are it's not exactly Patrick Sertain, Junior or Senior, uh, Asante Samuel Junior or Senior. I know they're not all Juniors and Senior. One might be a, a two PS two, but um, you know that'll be a different standard for him. But the point is. There are a number of factors here with Sam. One, Kyle's liked him for a while. Two, he's on a one-year contract. He's going to be a free agent after this year. Three, they sign him on the first day of free agency. I I don't think while they believe in Brock, while they profess to believe in Brock, while I believe that they believe in Brock, and Brock's going to get every opportunity, um, I, I don't think he's on the longest leash in the world in part because Darnold is there. If Darnold 
plays well for the next several weeks, if he looks good in the preseason, then that'll be my opinion as we enter the season. If Darnold doesn't look good or if he loses some of that equity, then you know the leash gets a little bit longer. But I do think it's, in my opinion, Darnold is lurking. He's not on Purdy's heels. And Brock has control over this thing based on how he plays. As long as he plays well, if they're winning, then it doesn't come up. But I do think Sam is, based on what we saw in practice so far, what, we've, what we saw in the preseason game, I think he's lurking. I think he's lurking. Could Trey one day become their starting quarterback? Yes, he could. You know what I've said for this entire competition? I would not be interested right now in being on another team. Does Trey need to play? Yes. And so from that perspective, you could argue, man, if you need to play, you need to be on another team. But I think one thing we've seen consistently here, Niners quarterbacks, if you're in the vicinity, if you're in the facility, and if you're in the meeting room, there's a chance you play. And so I think patience here, while it might be hard because he spent two years kind of being patient, um, you know, could result in an opportunity. So let's just see. But I do think he is he is not lurking to me with any urgency to Brock, whereas I just think Sam might be. Might be. We got to keep open to the possibility that he might be. Chad on the stream says Sam has never put together a stretch like Purdy has. No way Darnold's even close. Sam, that's correct. Sam has not. I mean, what Darnold did, what uh, Purdy did last year was one of the most impressive stretches of rookie football that anybody has ever seen in the history of the National Football League. And I, I don't even think he has to continue to play that level of efficient football in order to maintain his job. But he does have to play well. He does have to play well. If he plays well, then it's not close. If he doesn't play well, and then he doesn't play well, and then he doesn't play well, my point is not that Sam is chasing him down. Sam is in the distant rear view. But um, when you watch Darnold, you see some of the qualities that Kyle would like so far. When I watched him in Carolina, when I went to the tape, and when you check the stats, you don't see him. He doesn't get the ball out quickly. He's not on time. He throws interceptions. All bad, 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 bad. Um, that preseason game and these practices, though, he's looked more like kind of what Kyle wants. Now, he hasn't played a real NFL game against a real team. He hasn't played eight weeks in a row yet for Kyle Shanahan, where you can have some highs, but then in the end, who you are is who you are. So that's why I say, and I said it yesterday, this is a, this is a, a later conversation, but I wanted to share it this week because it crossed my mind watching him um, and watching Brock that that things can change really quickly and your standing as the starting quarterback can change really quickly. And and I, to me, the simplest way to put it is you earn the job by playing well. You got to keep the job by playing well. And Brock's got to continue to play well. So um, that's what you got to watch for there. A uh, couple other things just to uh, just to note, you know, I think the Jake Moody situation Jake Moody uh, hit several field goals today, long field goals, missed one. The one he missed was a pull. Um, they did something today that I have not seen them do in almost every Niner practice I've attended. I think I've not attended two, maybe three, of uh, of training camp. But um, it's kick a short field goal. If they did it, I can't quite remember it. Uh, but that's kick a short field goal. Or um, Jake Moody. I'm just pulling up his uh, his final numbers here from from pack from practice today. If I can find them real quick, that they did that today, and he crushed the ball. So 
I don't know if that was an intentional kind of uh, booster, confidence booster, or if it just so happened that's where the drive kind of ended, and um, and so that's where they kicked it from. But uh, I thought that was a, a nice little touch. Um, again, don't know if that was intentional by by Shanahan or not, but um, it happened. It was it was a little odd. You know, the kicking game this weekend is going to be interesting because it's an outdoor game for uh, for Jake Moody. And I, I don't know how many people are paying attention to, the, to you know, other training camps around the league, but for those of you that follow the rest of the league, one of the stories in the NFL this week is the Broncos kicking situation. Brett Maher missed two, pre, uh, two kicks in their preseason game last week. And he is on the hot seat. They have another kicker in Denver who they cut because he got hurt. So they actually don't have another kicker in Denver. And, you know, Robbie Gold's name obviously came up this weekend as it relates to the 49ers. But Robbie Gold is a candidate for the Denver Broncos at this point. I think it's actually a great fit for him. Um, Kicking at elevation would be fantastic for Robbie Gold. He's out on the live tour or something like that right now. But, um, Brett Maher has to – He's he, he is on the hot seat, Denver's kicker. So uh, we'll see this week. I, he missed two more kicks in practice. He missed two more kicks in practice today. Jake Moody's numbers today, five of six, um, 59, 38, 56, 53, and 43 were his makes. His miss, his miss was a long one, a 61-yard miss. You know, you don't – you don't really uh, – fall apart over 61 yard misses. So um, you, you just, you want to see him get an opportunity early and make it. Uh, I ran into, I was talking to Josh Dubow from the Associated Press, always has great intel. And um, apparently his research, which goes back to 2017, is this. Since 2017, only three kickers um, have missed two field goals in a preseason game. And all of those kickers, have not finished the season or, or have not been on the team the next year. Um, Jake Elliott, who turned into a good kicker, Daniel Carlson, who turned into a good kicker, and uh, Roberto Roberto Aguayo, who uh, did not turn into a good kicker. So today was Jake Moody's day. It was just Jake Moody's day. And um, I think he kicked well. I mean, if you're Mrs. 61 and you make five others, then I think you're in, in okay shape. Oh, Danny Gray need to highlight. I mentioned Sam Darnold had a plus throw. The Niners have struggled to connect on go balls throughout training camp. I've been harping on it. Darnold hit Ronnie Bell for one in the game that was as good as it's looked. Today he hit Danny Gray on one. And what was good about it, I, you know, there was a debate going on back shoulder kind of uh, throw because in part I think maybe the safety was coming over. I was debating it with with Josh Dubow, but it was a really good throw from Sam. He does not put a lot of air under the ball. He puts it on a line and it was a good adjustment. Danny Gray made the catch and kind of, you know, spun the ball down, reacted. It felt to me like Danny Gray was saying, finally, like, finally, I made that play. Finally, I got a ball. I could make that play on. And, um, and, and I did it. So, you know, I've talked a little bit about it. It's felt like there's been some uh, frustration there. Anyway, that's just a few of the things from today. The Niners are going to practice again on uh, Wednesday. They'll practice again on Thursday and uh, I'm going to pop out there for those. And uh, John is traveling back uh, 
home from Tahoe today until he'll be back this week. We'll do a show together um, and, and talk through some more of this stuff. You know, I think one of the things to get into this week will be, you know, Dan Orlovsky saying that he doesn't think Trey can play in this offense. I've seen a few of you. Yeah, I, I have not watched the JT O'Sullivan breakdown, and I guess there was another Green Glassville says JT did a great film breakdown of Lance versus the Raiders. Wally Lama says JT said wide ass open th- 30 times. What? He said wide ass open 30 times? I'm going to need some evidence that he's been saying that for a long time. Uh, although I can't own that, I guess. I'm glad it's spreading. I'd like to take credit for that. White ass open throws. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are 10 days away from 
a college football. I love college football. I don't know how many of you guys love college football. 10 days away from college football. USC San Jose State uh, is a week from Thursday. So maybe 11 days. But um, when that starts, it will be the beginning of the future. And um, the future is cloudy when it comes to college football. And I did want to share here. we got to go Cougs in the chat. There's always a go Cougs. I did want to share something that uh, I thought was really interesting. This was the athletics director at Nebraska. There's a guy named Trev Alberts who worked at ESPN. He was at um, uh, he played high level college football, worked at ESPN. He's now the athletics director at Nebraska. And he said something um, a couple of days ago. He said, uh, I believe the next go around of college football realignment will be far more disruptive than anything we're currently engaged in. And we need to prepare ourselves mentally for that. We're moving to a top 35, 40 brands being a part of something. And if you look at football in isolation, I think you can get back to doing something much more intelligent, thinking around the rest of sports, which should be regionally based. So he's saying he thinks that we're going to go to 35 or 40 college football programs, and then uh, they will be in their own sport, basically, their own their own thing, and their volleyball team, their baseball team, their uh, basketball teams, they will all compete in whatever other leagues they're in, right? And I think that, you know, there's that in and of itself is not anything groundbreaking. Uh, a lot of people have suggested that and think that that's where it's going. I think that's where it's going. We might have some time because the SEC's television deal goes for uh, another six years. And the, uh, no, the SEC TV goes for eight years. The Big Ten deal goes for for six years. So maybe they could find a way to break things down before then. But um, here's quickly what I think it means. Right now, if you're going to get to 35 or 40 college football programs, understand this. The Big Ten has 18 programs. The SEC has 16. That's 32. So if we're going to go to 40, there's 32. You're getting, you only get eight more. Notre Dame is 33. They're not getting left out. Miami, Clemson, Florida State is 36. Now you're down to like four spots. When he says we have to mentally prepare ourselves for what the next round is going to look like, I think part of what he's saying is people are going to get cut out. That hasn't happened before. Washington State and Oregon State got left behind with Cal and Stanford, and hopefully we'll see how that thing shakes out. But no one's been kicked out of a league yet. The question is, Rutgers, Vanderbilt, when everybody else at the Big Ten and SEC levels elevate, and then they pick a few others to come with them, and maybe they, you know, they they look at the Big Twelve. They're like Utah, you're coming. Are they kicking people out to make sure that only the ones who pull their weight get to come? And that will be kind of the big. You know, we had this Big Bang, the extinction of one league. It appears with the Pac-12, but what he's saying is that's not even the worst one yet. There's going to be another one that's going to be even bigger and it's going to be even more painful. And we have to mentally prepare for that one. And I think that's what he's saying is the next one's going to be us kicking people out. Cause if you're going to get to 40 and you're going to take the 32, 36, and you're going to add like four, uh, is that really as strong as it could be? Right. If you've got Vanderbilt in instead of Utah, that's not as strong as it could be. If you've got, Rutgers in instead of Clemson, that's definitely not as strong as it can be. You're going to have to take some of those from the ACC, which means what happens to some of those ACC and Big 12 schools? You know, there is clearly already a tier two in college football because of the amount of money 
that the Big Ten and the SEC make from their television rights deal. It is twice or more than twice what the Big 12 is getting. And the Big 12 and the ACC, like, they're clearly on the next tier. And then they're making, you got to understand, the Big 12 schools are making like five or six times in annual media rights revenue what the Mountain West schools are making. Right now, they are already on tier three, even though you have the power five and the group of five kind of separated out. So um, I, I, I just wanted to share, like, that's out there. I think that's what he's talking about. And I think people always kind of casually say, oh, yeah, we're going to super conferences without really thinking about what the numbers mean. And when you say 35 to 40, you are cutting half of what is Power 5 football or 35% of what is Power 5 football out. And um, that's what it looks like. It means kicking people out. It means elevating it. And, you know, what's kind of sad for the Pac-12 is in the end, it probably means that those uh, non-football sports all kind of go back to something regional. You know, so you could have had a world where a lot of your league, maybe, right? I don't know. It's Arizona, Arizona State. Um, you know, they are, are they going to be able to play their way? Like, it's really critical right now if you are in the Big 12 um, and in the ACC to try and play your way into that. And I think it's critical if you're in the Big 10 and the SEC and you're like Northwestern or you are Missouri, right, or Mississippi State or whoever – I think it's really important that you put yourself in position to be in that last group. Um, college football realignment never stops. It hasn't stopped in the history of the sport, but it does feel like that thing that you get to that 35 to four, that super conference will be when that level of football stops. And then there'll be a bunch of other, you know, that next level, there'll be a, a, a bunch of other movement around. So, you know, that's where the movement will continue, but it's, uh, it's going to get messy again, is what he's saying. And absolutely, absolutely it will. And yeah, it'll be like professional football and maybe finally then, maybe finally then they'll have a, um, a commissioner. Michael says we need a 2024, 25 big 12 preview. Here's one for you perennially underrated in the Pac-12, not picked to win the league this year. If you saw the preseason top 25 that came out the other day, five Pac-12 teams in the top 18, which is more top 18 teams in this preseason poll than the SEC, than the Big Ten, than the ACC, than the Big 12, because Oregon State was 18th. So my prediction is that Utah is going to go from underrated in the, in the Pac-12 consistently, even though they're kind of properly rated, but they always get a little slept on, that whole thing. I think Utah is going to get picked to win the Big 12 in 2024. Justin asks, I'm not sure if you brought this up yet, but with the Pac-12 going away, how will that affect your broadcasting duties? Fabulous question. <laughs> I don't have the answer to that. We'll see. Um, right now, my schedule for this football season, thanks for asking, by the way, is... Uh, Studio shows for the Pac-12 Network, post-game shows every Saturday night, almost every Saturday night, and then some games. So the first week of the college football season, the second week of the college football season, I'll be doing a show that I've done the last couple, couple years called Pac-12 After Dark. It's the post-game show. Um, I'll do a game for the Pac-12 Network week three, and then I'll be back in their studio. I'm 
not that anyone, you're not supposed to be marking this on your calendar, but just to give you an idea, um, the end of September, I'll do a game. I'll do some games for FS1 as well. So um, if you care, ask, and I'll happily tell you, I'll promote uh, those appearances. But um, yeah, so this year, that this year will continue as kind of normal. The FS1 games, I would imagine it'll be Mountain West games, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what those games are yet. Those get assigned usually like a month out or three weeks out or two weeks out sometimes. So we'll see. And that's been kind of my schedule the last uh, like three years is, is a mix of those things. And that's the plan now, but fine question. And I appreciate your interest. All right. I think that was everything I had for you guys today. Um, there will be uh, more tomorrow. I'll give you the uh, the grades again tomorrow. You know, it's not relevant to anybody, a plus zero or a plus 0.5 or a minus 0.5 or whatever. It's just a way for me to come back and go, okay, is how it felt, what it looked like. And what I would tell you today is good day for Sam Darnold. That would be my quarterback headline from today. Good day for Sam Darnold. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Talk to you again on Wednesday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.